1: Hey, what's up and welcome to another episode of EST, the podcast for established church leaders by established church leaders. My name is Josh King and I am joined with my good friends, Sam and Micah. How are you guys?
0: Um, Restless. Yeah. I do ask. I think we're all at that point now where maybe there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's kind of far in front of us and... Where are you guys at?
1: Like, like one to 10, scale of 10 being perfect, one being.
0: Um, uh, if I wasn't I'm trying to sell, sell a kayaks. house and all of this, I'd be like a seven sure. or eight, but I'm probably okay. like a six or a seven. Like, I'm all right. All right. It's just I, I own six. two homes and I'm wondering, like, am I going to be able to sell a place? I, I'm just, hey, it, it, you know, we're at that point. It, let's just all be real with each other. Like, I've got a little stress six. in my life. I had I, two
1: homes in 2008 and I had them all the way up until like
0: don't tell it worked me. out. I know I know your story. I don't we're <laughs> not going to help Josh. Micah, 1 through 10, where are you at?
2: Man, I'm probably 7, somewhere in that 6 7. Yeah. I mean, I'm an optimist. I'm an inherent optimist and I feel better mm-hmm. when the weather is better and it has turned in the last 30 uh, hours here. Goodness, yeah. And uh so, you know, I mean, I'm like a lot of you who are listening, I'm nervous and concerned. Um trying to flip to an I haven't had a day off in two weeks trying to flip to an online reality has required a lot of work and late nights and uh you know Fridays and Saturdays that I normally take off um you know so there's that and then of course the financial realities that we're trying to all wade through and figure out that's scary mm-hmm. and uh we've already cut a 100% of our non-essential spending we're not spending a dime right now outside of just necess- necessities and uh you know, so it's changed things. So all that is dragging me down to a six or seven. Normally, I'm at a nine or an eight pretty much all the time. And uh, so yep. I'd say probably a six, maybe it's better than a seven. Hmm. But yeah, that's where I'm at.
0: I'm more on the positive than the negative. How about that? Whatever that means. I, am, I, you I, know, am I don't bad. know about the scale, I'm but I'm more on the positive did, than the negative. But yeah, it's so, a tough time right now.
2: I'm more on the positive than, the, than than the negative, but I'll be honest with you. That's right now. I have had some yeah. you of know, the more on the negative moments. Uh, you, we were just talking about that on the, before we got on. Sure, so yeah
0: you know we don't we don't promote church answers a whole lot because they're not a sponsor Um, But Mm -hmm. I am
2: the president of Church Answers. If only you knew someone, Josh, could do something about that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) and um, and uh, you know, I try not to try not to let my wires cross, my worlds cross too much.
2: Um,
0: But I will say this: uh, our Church Answers Central, which is our forum, where you know it's this safe place for uh, people to um, to, for pastors and church leaders to kind of talk things out. Nine ninety seven a month, by the way, and we're going to do a promo for sixty free days coming up. So. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, that's just a little free commercial there because, Micah, you did your book a few weeks ago. So do <laughs> Please do it. Uh, yeah, Please churchanswers.com. It. Um, anyway, there was a guy in there, and, it's, and I'm not going to give names or anything because it, it's it's a confidential forum. But the church took the the pandemic opportunity to let him go. No. Oh, yeah, no. a power group in the church used rude. this to, to push him out. Yeah, Unbelievable. Rude. Not just
2: rude. How about immoral? Boo Completely immoral. Them.
0: And um, by the way, he has a parsonage. So, Oh, you're kidding. And yeah. a family, right? So
2: and now a family. He has, to, he has no job. He has to move out. Move the on of of them. Yep.
0: yep. You know, I am uh, on the fight, flight, freeze scale. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much all fight. So, mm-hmm. when I read that, I'm like, I'm kind of glad that he didn't give the name of the church in this explanation. Because I'm about ready to jump in my Jeep with my big tires and <laughs> go, go have me a brawl.
1: Oh man, you know down. I have, you know how I've offered to, uh, to call mean people on your behalf before, and uh, I'll do it. Just tell me. The oh, name. Josh,
0: remember that one time that person came after you, and I, and you tried to fight him at the Southern Baptist Convention. I yes. literally I almost had a fist fight at the Southern Baptist Convention.
2: I mean, this isn't the first time there's a, almost a fist fight or actually a fist fight at the Southern Baptist Convention. Nah,
0: <laughs> no, no. I, I, I told him to meet me at this time and place. And I he remember
3: didn't show. that.
1: <laughs> Micah and I were going to watch Two Sides of an Alley and let you and, and beep
0: meet in the, Listen, the hall I, back I'm, there. I'm fiercely loyal to my friends. <laughs> and when you come after them in horrific, I mean, we all get criticism, right? So whatever you're gonna you're gonna criticize me on Twitter, or whatever, whatever, you know, that's fine, that's mm-hmm. all fair game. But when you when you come after families and things like that, you know, I'm gonna throw down. I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't mind throwing a punch or two uh, for the sake of my friends. Yeah. Since we're talking about sponsorships or
1: non sponsorships, tell us about Church Initiative.
0: Yes. Uh, So, if you want to do the right thing and not be like me, um, and you want to have the right attitude and a pastoral heart, you definitely need to check out what Church Initiative is doing. And by the way, I've been seeing some of their, because everything's digital right now. Mm-hmm. This is the time. I think they've been pretty much just swamped with requests. Um, and they are prepared to go. And they they have it figured out. So uh one of the things that you can look at is grief share. Um, they've got divorce care as well, but grief share is kind of what we're doing for this episode. Um, and you you need to go to griefshare.org forward slash E S. Um, and there's also a free resource out there. Um, you can go to griefshare.org forward slash EST followed by the number 8 and that will give you a free resource. It's got some trusted experts in it. Really helpful, easy to read. Um, these guys know what they're doing. This is the time. You're at home, you're isolated. This is the time to go check this stuff out. Go, uh, you know, go get a copy of it so that, or at least get the free resource um, so that you can uh, know how to minister to your people after this season is over with. Griefshare.org forward slash EST followed by the number eight. Go check it out. You won't regret it. Absolutely. That's a great resource. We are
1: kind of checking in with one another, but that's also our topic today. We want to talk about de stressing or. It's kind of—I mean, there's a—it's a broad deal here, but I've talked to a lot of church leaders who are working from home, and that's extremely stressful. Nobody knew how much work going completely online was going to be, and it's a tremendous amount of work. And uh, since most of us are dealing with that, and we're doing that, not only. A massive, you know, kind of like shift in the way that our churches act and operate, collect offerings and provide ministries and services. But then we're also doing that mostly from home. And so we're not near our normal kind of collaborative team. We're not with our normal resources. We're not in our normal setting. And then most of us, many of us have, you know, other people there that maybe don't view us as pastor, minister. They view us as dad or mom or whatever. And so, they have little demands or big demands or maybe husband or wife, they have demands. And so, there's a lot of stress that's going on right now. And how could we minister to ourselves as we try to minister to other people? Because that old saying that you can't give what you don't have is true. And so, if you are... Kind of running on empty. What should you do? I think, obviously, the first thing is you should listen to previous episodes of EST. That <laughs> you can just unplug, sit down, listen to some EST, tell your spouse, I'm doing some self-care. You need to go. Um, you know, something like that. I think that would help.
0: Yeah, Damn, all, get all around, you know, the the fire, although uh, we don't have fireplaces in Florida, and I don't even know what season it is right now, but, you know, crowd around the fire, turn the radio on, and listen to ESD as a family, and then have a good discussion about it afterwards. Amen. I can just see all of our listeners doing that. Amen. Yep. Sam,
2: you had a really interesting observation right before we came on, where you said, you know, typically sort of self-care for pastors is... How do we get away from all the crowds and get some time alone and that sort of thing? But it's been flipped on its head right now, right? I mean, so care for us now is how do we find some community? How do we find some people? Which is the Mm -hmm. first time in my 20 plus years of being a pastor that I've had to ask that question.
0: Yeah, it is a very unique experience because we all know that Jesus withdrew and he got away from the crowds. He went into solitude and prayed. And th- this is solitude in many ways is a spiritual discipline. Um, it's up there with like fasting and some different things. So, you know, solitude is, a, is, is, a, is something I think we should all do at times in our life. Um, you know, how long? I don't know. I'm not a spiritual disciplines expert, but we'll get away. You know, we'll go out into the desert, sometimes literal, sometimes figurative desert and just meditate for what, a day or two or whatever it is. Well, we've been forced into this isolation. We've been forced into this solitude, but it's not, the way God designed it. It it's it's not a de-stressor, it's a stressor because we've got so much more on our plate. We have these digital strategies that we have to employ. We have videos we have to do. And oh by the way, we have to do all of our meetings through a microphone and a and a screen and it and it's, you know, the exact opposite of the incarnational ministry that, you know, God desires for us to do. So this isolation, this solitude is is not good for our souls. And it produces more stress. So yeah, this, I think we're all, this is a universal experience right now. So, it's it's something that uh, I think is extraordinarily important that we figure out, like, how do we de-stress when isolation is not designed by God?
2: Uh, yeah, I would I think, say, well, I'm, cu- I'm curious, Josh, how are you doing this?
0: Yeah. So a couple
1: of different things, because I really am, I'll be completely, I'm probably an eight or a nine right now. I'm just feeling fine. Now, um, you guys both know our church is doing well through this. So that's probably a factor that we all deal with. And so I'm okay in some regards that normally I would stress about. But um, two of the factors that have been most helpful to me, I'll be real honest with you. The first one is I keep repeating to myself and our leadership is be very careful not to feel the pressure to just shove stuff out there and to create more deals. And we've got churches that are, you know, all of a the sudden that they're understaffed, they're 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 lower staffed or lower resourced, right? But then they're producing like daily edited videos or or these these guides or these children's ministry activities. And and you just have to do what you can do. And we 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 say this all the time on the show. Don't compare yourself to other churches. And so, one of the nicest churches in our area is called New Life. They run about 18,000 people. They're about a mile down the road. And we have to be very careful that what they're producing and putting out there, that's not what Second Baptist is going to do. We don't have the resources or the ability to do that. So, um, you know, and I've got great staff, but occasionally they'll come and they'll like, hey, I want to do this on this day and this on this day. And I'm like, look, you don't have to. Let's just… Pair that down and really focus on one or two. So that's one of my encouragements is uh, focus on who you are. You're just translating that, not transporting. You're translating that to an online world. So we really have just focused on the Sunday morning gathering. We have a guide that we produce, a, a single PDF that we produce. And then we have a Wednesday midweek prayer gathering. That's it. That's what our church is doing. Now, our missions department is doing a couple, uh, wh- three. I made them go down to three projects that we're going to do locally. Students are kind of outreaching on Instagram, but they're doing all this in their natural rhythms, what they would naturally do, not feeling this massive pressure. That's the first thing that we've done. And I'd love to hear y'all's response on that. The second is, uh, you know, the other day I went to go get um, some propane because we were going to grill out. And uh, a buddy of ours, a buddy of mine, uh, shot like a Marco Polo sort of invite. I had to download Marco Polo. I've made fun of that app forever. And uh, he was starting sort of like a little online pastors group. Ended up there were 30 something pastors in that group. Another one formed with only 10 pastors in it. And um, those kind of things have been a lot of fun. Um, A separate group of 10 pastors has formed. And um, I've talked to, gotten closer to guys that I just kind of knew before. But now I'm actually – so, there's this like focus in on what you can do and don't feel the pressure to do something you can't do. But then also walk with it with other people. Find some other people and just kind of walk through. What are you guys doing for this? What are you guys doing? Okay. That's what we're doing? All right. That's great. You know, that has been so soul enriching to me and encouraging in a million ways. Just sharing ideas and getting ideas. Yeah. So,
0: Josh, I think that what you're saying is going to be a relief to people um stick with your regular rhythms, which we're trying to do. Um, I agree with you there, but maybe my team now wishes they were on your team. Um because uh I've I've kinda They've taken actually emailed that to me a couple of times. It th- wouldn't surprise me. I'm totally it would not surprise me. Um anyway <laughs> I've got a really good team, by the way. <laughs> They're I love, amazing. you do love great love the people I work with and I'm not just saying that because of this is, uh, you know, for the world to hear. Uh, I really do love my team. We, but we've taken the opposite approach. We're throwing a lot of stuff up against the wall to see what sticks. Now, it's not busy work just to be busy. There's There's this idea that we're not hitting the pause button as a church. We're hitting the reset button mm. digitally. And I want to figure out some digital strategies that will work for us on an ongoing basis. So, I've told my team... You are allowed to experiment with whatever you want to do because mm. our church is going to be extraordinarily forgiving during this season um, with just experimentation. So, we've actually used this opportunity to try some of our more creative ideas that maybe it would have been a little harder for people to uh, understand uh, if it weren't for this. So, this is a, uh, an incubation period for ideas for us. Um, we won't continue doing everything. That we're trying, but we're having fun trying some different things. Um, So, that's been our approach. But yes, we have stuck to our regular rhythms of Sunday, Wednesday. I think that's very important. I think it's cool.
2: Yeah, we are, um, we're probably a lot more Sam than Josh on this one. We're basically sticking to our regular rhythms, but I'm really convinced that um, while everything is not going to continue at the same level and speed as it is right now, I mean, we've gone to 100% virtual. I am convinced that the virtual world will become much more significant even after things go to go back to normal. And Mm -hmm. so um, we're functioning under the assumption that we're creating some things now that will be new normal after this goes back to normal. And so we've, uh, we're kind of like, uh, like I said, we're kind of like uh, Sam, we've gone uh, the other way and we have, probably hang on i I pulled this up yesterday i mean we have something like uh seven to eight things happening per day online probably um across the whole church i mean our kids ministry is doing lots of stuff our student ministry is doing lots of stuff college ministry but here's the thing like i've not had to say to any of them do this or i've not said that to a single person basically they've Just run with it. They've said, "Look, our our constituency is online. How do we connect with them and serve them?" Mm. And so um, they've done really well. Now, again, we can't keep up this pace for a year, but we can keep it up for two or three months, and hopefully, you know, it it allows us to stay pretty engaged with people over the next few months. Yeah.
1: Don't hear me saying, and especially if my staff is listening, I know what you're doing. Y'all are doing a lot. Everybody's doing a lot. But yeah, it's been a honing down of Really doing if you know the old saying doing a few things extremely effective, and right. they've knocked it out of the park and I've seen what you guys are doing, we're doing similar as far as like the amount of work, but uh um, yeah, it's been a you feel pressure, and I talk to people all the time like, what are y'all doing, or you know this church is over there, they're doing like coffee conversations with the pastor every morning at ten o'clock and and people are doing their own thing. I would just encourage you to like make sure that that is soul enriching and not just like staff destroying and it's just like destroying your heart you know yeah
2: Yeah, i I think that's right i do think there is a sense that we're in crisis right now and so we're Mm -hmm. probably going to have to ramp up what we do for a short period of time somehow that doesn't mean we have to ramp up a lot of stuff online but it does mean we're going to have to be a lot more intentional and strategic with how we engage our people for a very short period of time, just as you would be like in middle Tennessee right now, because the tornado that took out so many different churches and, and schools and things, they're having to be really intentional. We're just having to do this across the whole globe right now. And so I think there's a, yeah. I mean, in my mind, there's an awareness that, you know, for a couple months, we're going to have to really ramp things up. Uh, to make sure that we serve well, but but this is just a season. We've talked about rhythms mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. The rhythm is going to change in in the next couple of months, and we don't know exactly when. I think most of us on this call think early to mid May sometime, but uh, but I mean that could change tonight. That could change tomorrow. We don't know.
0: Oh, so, yeah. and yeah. and I feel like I'm leading the church. The the level of stress is very similar to when we had Hurricane Irma come through. Yeah. Yeah. Um the, the only thing with Irma is we kind of knew what was on the other side of it cuz mm-hmm. Florida gets hurricanes. This is the unknown is what is most taxing on people yeah. right now. I agree with that. Um that being said, uh this is a time as a church to do really two things. Experiment and try some new stuff. See, mm-hmm. you know, just give your church a taste of what a digital strategy might look like, whatever that is for you. And two, it might be an opportunity to eliminate some things that you've been wanting to eliminate. Um, yeah. For instance, I know one thing that this will forever kill and that will change church culture for the rest of our lives. Do you have, guys have – what is the one thing that is never coming back in churches
2: because I of this? think I might actually disagree with you. I think I know what you're going to say and I think I might disagree with you, but go ahead.
0: I think the meet and
2: greet time is I mean, forever going to say. I think, <laughs> I think, I can tell you, our people are looking forward to it. <laughs>
0: oh, my,
1: yeah. yeah. My I people say they're going, going to around. like hug and kiss in the parking lot. It's yeah, not, that's I think. Yeah. the meet and greet's about to go crazy.
2: I think that's right. I, I, I read mm-hmm. your dad say that as well, Sam. And I, that's one, one of the areas where I think. I think this is creating a pain point where people long for physical interaction and face-to-face conversation. And I think we'll I, wash I think, our hands more but we'll shake. Think them. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, we'll see. Yeah. This will this will be a fun, See, this is this is a fun one to uh speculate, speculate. on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. it's one of those things like if you bring back your meet and greet time, like more power to you. I am. Sure. I'm actually an extrovert and I'm not nearly as uh, down on the meet and greet time as my father is. As your dad. Uh, <laughs> your do, dad do you guys remember not a that fan. blog post from a few years this ago? This has been that his campaign for a lot lot of d- blog post. No, no, no. It, it is a campaign for him because he absolutely abhors it, as does 80% of your church, by the way. I mean, that's just a fact. 80% of your people do not like it. Um, the 20% are very vocal about liking it. Um, we actually had a business meeting where our introverts stood up and just said, please please don't bring it back we we that's <laughs> hilarious was, and it was it was a very great it wasn't a contentious I, business
1: yeah. at all it was very gracious but i preach against Hundred percent of my church, all the time, they're always doing things and thinking things that I preach against. So, <laughs> but we'll Hush see. We'll see. I mean, you
0: guys, it's a fun, sp- it's a fun thing to speculate on. So, yeah. in a year from now, we'll we'll see who has well, it, who doesn't. I will say this:
1: one of the attitudes, and I think you know, fake it till you make it. I think there's power in that. I think you say things; words have meaning and strength and. And so, you know, I actually sat down and wrote out some of this in a way that I could articulate it, but we are not in a state of crisis. We're in a state of opportunity. I know it's corny, but I keep saying it. Um, There is no reason. I've said this every uh, video cast, every sermon, every live that we've done. There's absolutely no reason to give up ground or to pause or to stop. We're going to keep pushing the gospel and the mission Mm -hmm. of Christ through this church we're just doing it online right now, and we're doing it in homes, and we're doing it one to one instead of one to a thousand and so that's yeah, the but idea. the early church Josh oh wait that is what the early it church did exactly <laughs> so i i I just choose to look at it that way we we you know we ended our who's your one preaching campaign and we were about to go into six weeks of personally inviting your one to come to church um or to Hear Jesus, like come to Jesus and then tell them about your church. Um, and then we're going to go to Easter. Well, I told him, I said, there's no, you have no excuse to stop that. Still share the gospel with your one. Still encourage your one to watch online with you. And it's super easy now. They don't even have to, I mean, they don't even have to get dressed. They just turn it on. And uh, so that's. Well, put uh, some clothes on. I mean, I tell people all the time, put on your, put on your pants, this is church, this is church. So, um, you know, you, that's, have you
2: ever in your entire ministry thought you would have to tell people put on your pants, this is church. Put on
1: your pants. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I did the ministry for a while. Running back so, to the original topic, this idea of self care, right? I mean, how are you, I mean, this is one of the questions we're trying to help people who are not just well, what about ministry, but how they're trying to take care of themselves.
1: Yeah, what are you doing to connect with other people, to walk? I think that's a big deal, walking with other – I did Marco Polo. What are you guys doing?
0: Uh, I'm doing a lot of Zoom, uh, okay. a lot of Facebook, uh, some Marco Polo. I don't have many friends on Marco Polo, and I don't really want a lot of friends on I Marco Polo. 32. But it is, it is a fun Everybody
2: app. who's on Marco Polo, go friend and send him a <laughs> and message. send him a
0: video right now I, I may not I may not respond um, <laughs> right now while I'm making I'm podcasting I'm making a lot of phone calls I mean that's something that we've had a we've had an effort in our church to just call Particularly our elderly people and older people, but mm-hmm. really everyone that's connected. Um, so every ministry is trying to make phone calls to everyone. So there's been a lot of phone calls. Just hey, how you doing? You know, catching up. But frankly, most of our people are doing all right. They're stressed like everyone else. But we haven't had too much of an impact on our church yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like me, everyone's getting antsy and stir crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, phone calls. I mean, it's good for it's good for your soul to encourage others. Um, We also hand wrote notes to all of our neighbors. So we got just uh, on Google Maps and found all of the addresses around the church, right right around the church. And we wrote some notes, handwritten notes, just saying, hey, it's been a long week. Enjoy a treat on us. And we put a gift card to a local uh, business in there, a local ice cream shop, because we want to support local. Um little five dollar coupon. It was a free it was a free small ice cream is what it was. Um and we sent that to them and we don't even know their names. We just wrote neighbor on it and then their address and just said, Hey, we're praying for you. Uh pray for your home. Enjoy a treat on us. It's been a long week. So That's we wrote a wrote a lot good. of notes, handwritten notes, things like that. Um there's all sorts of things you can do to mm-hmm. uh to encourage others. And when you encourage others, you you often lift your own spirits. Yeah. Um and, and not that you encourage so that you'll benefit, but it, it is soul lifting to be an encourager to others.
1: I'll say you got to find somebody that you can be honest with. And, uh, and I think this has widened that out quite a bit. And we know as church leaders, church leaders often get around each other and there's fake numbers. Um, That's still obviously a massive thing going on right now, but um, you've got to be able to, I was just on the phone with a guy right before we recorded and we got, like, flat honest. What is the actual number you're talking about? Okay, great. Well, how about this? What if we did this? And he and I have been acquaintances for a couple years now, but we were, like, flat honest. And the conversations, especially when you're talking to other church leaders, they they should, I think, as, as often as possible, go, but how are you actually doing? Like. Are you okay? Can I pray for you? Um, do you need me to do anything? Or sharing of resources, those kind of things, because we all know what each other is dealing with. And I think you've got to get to that point where you're saying, and I think the three of us did that before the show, and then we did it to start the show off. And it's just like, where are you actually at? Is there anything I can do for you? Those sort of, I don't think we actually asked that part, but you know, we're, we're trying to encourage one another. And if you're trying to walk through this the same I've got everything covered way that you were doing before. You're going to sit in isolation. You're going to sit by yourself. Um, Not to Jesus juke everybody, but in scripture, one of the things that has stood out to me for a long time is that scripture specifically says that after Judas betrayed Christ, he went off by himself. And I tell people all the time, do not go off by yourself. You know, don't, that's a bad place. That's a dark place. Don't ever go off by yourself. So, um, I think that that needs to be an encouragement for those of you who are listening. Don't go off by yourself. Don't try to Mm. handle this on your own.
0: That's a unique comparison because you've got isolation, solitude with God. And isolation and solitude without God. Mm-hmm. And so, the Jesus-Judas comparison that boy, that'd make a great sermon on yeah I thought it was.
1: I thought it landed real well that time I preached that. <laughs> Peter also <laughs> betrayed, but Peter found himself in a group, you know, fishing mm-hmm. and Jesus ends up there. So, um, one goes off by themselves. The other one, you know, stayed around people, um, even the people that were accusing him, right? So, um don't go off by yourself. That would be my huge. Do not do this by yourself. Even if you're like working from home, family's there. Don't do this by yourself.
2: Yeah, I think. Mike, uh, what do you got? What else you got? Well, I, I was getting, first. I was when I was thinking about this topic earlier this morning. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, you just got this is brutally honest time, and that should be that way all the time. But this is really it. But uh, I've got two groups or two or three groups of of buddies that I text with, and I mean, we we were pretty regular texting with each other before all of this happened, but that's continued to be sort of my lifeline. And I've found like, it's really good to have friends who aren't pastors, just normal folks. But having pastor friends has been really helpful to me because they understand the unique stresses. I mean, you guys understand the unique stresses that we're going through, or at least Sam understands it. Josh, your church, everything's rolling right now, but uh, <laughs> Sam understands the unique stresses, you know, that we're thinking through and trying to, to 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 engage with. So, I mean, I'm I'm burning up the phones with with buddies every day, just and it's been probably the most encouraging thing. And what I found is often when I'm sort of hitting my low point. In fact, one of them mm-hmm. called me about four days ago. And he said, man, are you okay? He said, I just, we were texting in this group and it seems like you're not okay. And I told him, I said, I'm not. I just, I had hit one of those really bad points. Mm I said, I'm not okay right now. And I I want it to be better and I'm afraid it's not going to be. And he just prayed with me, didn't fix it, but he just prayed with me, made sure that he, you know, that I knew he was with me for me. That's a big deal. And I I wonder for those of the pastors who are watching or listening to this who are maybe sort of single staff pastors um and are you know grappling with some of the realities right now of uh, uncertainty about when this is going to end and not being able to engage with their their church members and especially if they don't have great tech tech capabilities and so they're having to figure this all out on their own mm-hmm. if you, if you don't have a group of folks to kind of engage with whether it's texting or through a Facebook group or you know, um, something like that. Church answers with Sam some way, find some, some, some folks that you can kind of engage with and have community with. That's going to be a big, significant help.
3: Yeah. I'll say
0: that, that. It, It's that great Matt Chandler quote. Um, you know, he, he has one every now and then, uh, it's okay <laughs> not to be okay. You just can't stay there.
1: Yeah. Mm. That'll right. right. preach. In fact, that would make a great splasher on the front of their website. That would be great. Um, which it is. I'm just kidding. The, uh, <laughs> I'll just say, like, just an example. Uh, My buddy, Michael Kreiner, he's the pastor of Rock Hill Baptist in Texas and uh, outside of Tyler. And he and I have been friends for a while, kind of talking. But through this season, man, we're like daily all day. Uh, What are you doing with that? What are you doing with this? Have your student minister call my student minister. They've got good ideas on that thing. Um, There's been several churches that have called and said, that thing that you produced, that PDF that helps people get online can I steal that? And um, I've gotten that message a bunch of times. And I said, not only can you steal it, here's the editable version. Just take all of our stuff out of there and put your own stuff in there, you know? And so, that sort of stuff, you got to go find those people. You got to go look for those. But don't recreate all this stuff on your own. There's this amazing ingenuity. I've been so impressed with, and I'm sure this is happening in the medical community, the business community, all those sorts of things. But in the Nonprofit church-related leadership, there has just been so much working together to figure this thing out. All of us are dependent or a lot of us are using a resource that a church in Oklahoma is producing that, man, I don't know any other churches. Very few other churches could even have the bandwidth or the knowledge to produce what they're producing and we're using it. We're all using it completely free. So, I think this is an amazing time to celebrate that and to walk alongside one another. And like I keep saying, just don't do this alone and set some real realistic expectations. Um, I will close with this. I posted this this morning. I think this is something for everybody to keep perspective of. Since this has started, I have spent more downtime with my family, gone outside more. Our staff has been stretched and challenged. We've all checked in more. We've been honest. I've connected deeper with colleagues. Acquaintances have been friends. Critics have been encouragers. People have discerned the news, which is good. They should have done that. We lessened the Baptist infighting or whatever church you're at. The church has simplified. Church has scattered and went home. Creativity and ingenuity have reigned. Jesus Jesus preaching has broke Facebook and YouTube. And leaders have forged on and on. I've said a bunch of things like that. This isn't all bad. Keep perspective on the amazing things that are happening. The church has gone through a million different challenges like this. And God still sits on his throne. Thanks so much for listening this week. We hope that you are encouraged. We hope that you take care of yourself, and we'll catch you next week.
3: Hey, I'm Tom Rayner, and I am sharing with you a great resource for pastors always get excited when I can offer something to pastors and other staff members, but this is stuff for ministering to grieving people in your congregation and community. As pastors, it's hard, even as in the role we have, for us to know what to say and how to say when ministering to a person who has lost a loved one. What you need is a glimpse of the minds of grieving people, and that's exactly what this resource, Grief Share, provides. Their free book, Eight Things Grieving People Wish Their Pastor knew gives insight into how people grieve, how they misinterpret their feelings, and helpful things you can say and do to help people through the grief process. Visit griefshare.org forward slash EST to download your free book. You can see it in the show notes. That's griefshare.org forward slash EST followed by the number eight.
0: You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening.